Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio, and it is a party, 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 party. But what do you do when you have surgery for your dog or your cat? And they come home and you're so relieved it's all over. But now you've got two weeks, three weeks, ten days where they have to wear that stupid cone collar. Party's over. Your animal looks so sad. Your animal looks like it's so unhappy. And you hear the thing hitting the walls and hitting your legs. And it can be a problem. And I used to struggle with this, especially at my kennel, Camp Good Dog, because sometimes dogs come with cone collars. And you take it off for their walk and you put it back on in there. Miserable. And you know what? There's a lot of good products out now. I couldn't believe the selection the last time I was looking. So today we have Stacy Mantle from Pets Weekly back on the show to talk about products. And I want to right away talk about cone collars because, you know, they're a little more expensive than the kind the vet sells you. But the one the vet sells you is terrible and not, not that cheap. So for a few dollars more, you can have one that you can use time and again with this pet and your next pet or other pets, you can lend it to a friend, that kind of thing. And it is so much better. So let's talk about that, Stacy. Welcome to the show, Stacy Mantle from Pets Weekly. Have you seen the new cone collars? There are so many great ones out there. You know, we, we love these just because it helps to not ruin your house while your pets are walking around and bashing into things. Uh, they're out of the way. They're not uncomfortable for your pets. They just keep them from being able to reach certain spots. So, yes, we're big fans. I've One tried of a few. I've tried the blow-up kind. I've tried the soft kind. I've tried the see-through kind. There's all kinds of options. You do have to make sure whatever option you're picking, try it on your pet and make sure he can't or she can't reach the injured area with the fancy cone on because sometimes you got the yoga dog or the yoga cat who manages to squish the kinder cone and get at their wound and then you just have no choice you have to use the big giant hard plastic one because really the most important thing is they don't pick out their stitches right but if you do have a wound that's hard to reach and you've got a nice soft cone it can make all the difference for those weeks of recovery so what have you tried Well, we've tried the comfy collar, which is probably my favorite, and it's designed especially because we have the bigger dogs, so we're always looking for the big dog things, but they also have the sizes for the small dogs as well, and and it's very effective. It's made from nylon and foam, and it just works around your, just the same way you'd attach one of the larger collars. It just pings around your dog, but they're totally comfortable. It's not going to give them neck problems. It's not going to have them bashing into things, and it still doesn't allow them to reach their, their wounds, so we love the comfy collar. Is Comfy Collar the brand? Yes, that's the name oh, of it. Oh, okay. Okay. I haven't tried that one. I've tried Calm Paws. And um, I tried one that I actually blew up when one of my dogs was spayed. And she's the kind of dog who doesn't pick at things. I put this on her and I would blow air into it. And it looked like she looked like a little kid who was going swimming. She had this little water ring around her neck. You know, it wouldn't work for a dog who's a real picker, though. So you do have to make sure it's a good fit and watch your dog the first few times you've got it on. Don't leave him alone with a new cone. But I like the compost because it came with um, a pouch of herbs. And even though that pouch is long gone, the whole collar still smells like that. And it's very calming. So that's very good too, especially for cats. Yeah, Yeah, especially for cats. Cats are very smell sensitive, I find. 
Very much so. In fact, they have a better sense of smell than most dogs. So people really don't know that. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Well, I we really feel- love the pheromone diffuser spray. I use Feel Away pheromone diffuser spray in my house, especially when I have new kittens or rescue cats, because it just makes all the difference. They just start getting along. And I just plug it in like you would any air freshener. And within maybe an hour or so, I see my cats cleaning each other, all hanging out in that room. I mean, it's a, there's a big difference. So I well, love now that. we have separate types of those sprays and diffusers that deal with specific items. So like if your cat's spraying, they have one for that. I mean, I like the general group use because I have so many cats. So it's nice to be able to have it to where I can just have that whole group calming. That's another product that they've developed now where it's just specific. How many cats group. have you got, Stacey? I'm actually down. I'm down to five, if you can believe okay. that. Well, that's <laughs> so, all right. That's a reasonable amount. It's all good. Yeah, that's that's doable. So, yep, we're in good shape with that now. But they, uh, okay, yeah, for a so, while, we had to find homes pretty quick for them. That was funny. We're going to take a break and come back and talk more about clean air. And uh, maybe you got the sticky cat litter problem, or maybe you got a dog that just is very gassy. We got a solution for that. Stay tuned to Animal Party Pet Life Radio with Deb Wolf, that's me, and Stacey Mantle from Pets Weekly. Stay tuned. Today's episode is sponsored by Hanover Square Press and the secret language of cats. How to Understand Your Cat for a Better, Happier Relationship by Suzanne Schatz Have you ever wondered what your cat is saying? In The Secret Language of Cats, Schatz offers a crash course in cat phonics to help you crack the cat code. Perfect for the fans of The Lion in the Living Room and the Inner Life of Animals, The Secret Language of Cats by Suzanne Schatz is available for purchase today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party with me, your host, Deborah Wolf. And you can find me, Deb Wolf Pet Expert, Deborah Wolf Pet Expert, on Facebook. You can also find my dog kennel which is on a five-acre farm, and we have dogs of every type visiting and enjoying the pond and the meadows and the forest. And we take pictures every day and post them, Camp Good Dog, on Facebook. So if you want to check us out or see any of the golden doodles or poodles that I sell or labradoodles, you can definitely see little puppies, medium puppies, big puppies, and puppies from past years. Lots and lots of gorgeous puppy pictures. Puppies dressed up, puppies in cups, puppies with other puppies. You name it, it's on there. Camp Good Dog Facebook. So if you want to see puppies and dogs, that's where to go. Uh, But I do rescue cats as well. And I do find cats are very smell sensitive. They don't like to share litter boxes. They'll fight over litter more than over food. So I have to have more litter boxes than I have cats. And I have to never have them smelly, which is a trick when you have so many cats that are maybe going to use it at any moment. So I'm quite interested in the next thing Stacey wants to tell us about. Okay, well, today we're looking at the Moso Natural, and it's M-O-S-O. And what this is is an air purifying bag, and basically it comes in a little burlap sack. You can pull it out. It helps absorb moisture. It absorbs scent. One little bag covers 250 square feet, and it's all natural. So there's no scent being put into the air, and there's nothing that you're going to notice that's not being taken out, you know. It's all chemical-free, fragrance-free, and it just removes bad odors. It just neutralizes them. It's really amazing. 
Okay. I do find that if you're having cats that don't use the litter box and you have more than one cat, get another litter box. If you only have one cat and it's not using the litter box, think about your location. Start with getting another litter box in a different location. But there could be something that happens maybe once a day that's throwing the cat off. Like if it's near the furnace and the furnace makes a booming noise sometimes or something that's kind of hard to pinpoint. They don't want to go to the bathroom in an area where they feel threatened or spooked or scared. It has to be someplace they can get in and out of easily that's quiet and calm. So not a high traffic bustling area. And it shouldn't be, if you've got two cats in one litter box and one can hoard the litter box, can sort of uh, block the other's path to it or intimidate the other one while it's in there, then you've got a recipe that's going to create accidents all over your house. So you really have to think about the two litter box. And I know most people don't want that many litter boxes. I don't want as many litter boxes as I have, but I prefer it to the alternative. So (laughs) if you have two cats right now, and you have three litter boxes, you probably don't have any accidents all over your house. But if you get another cat and you don't want to get another litter box, maybe you shouldn't get another cat because that's really that's really the key. It's like when you go to the stadium and you're watching a, a hockey game or a football game and you don't want to miss any of the game and you go to the bathroom and the lineup for the women's is all the way down the... Okay, that's what it's like for the cats. They do not want to wait. They want to be able to just go when they need to go and have no hassles, no fuss, just in and out, no problem. So you got to make it like that or you're going to have accidents. So that's it. Easiest way I can explain that whole cat litter thing, you know, try different types of litter, try a couple of boxes and different in each one so that you get the idea of what your cat really likes. Does he like it only with a little bit of litter or with a lot? Does he like the clumping kind? Does he like the sandy kind? Does he like the natural kind? You'll figure it out. But if you make that litter box the way your cat wants it, then that's where he'll go. He doesn't need to go on your carpet. Now that you have stains on your carpet, it's a good idea to get those enzyme cleaners. So first, I recommend you clean like you usually would and then use a solution of vinegar and water. And after all that, get one of those enzyme cleaners. One of the ones I like is Nature's Miracle. And sometimes I wait until they have a sale where I get, you know, buy one, get one free, or there's online sales, all kinds of sales on them. But I use that. You dump it on the stain, you let it evaporate off, and they won't come back and keep using that same spot. Otherwise, it's marked as a bathroom, and your puppies and your kittens and your dogs and your cats will have a hard time knowing that it's not. So you really need to do that enzyme cleaner at the end. Have you had any luck with that, Stacy? Oh, yeah. No, the, we really recommend one box per cat plus one box. So basically, if you have five cats, you need six boxes. If you have one cat, you need two boxes. That's generally the rule behind it, and I totally agree with you. If you can't pull it off, you don't need that many cats with you. You got to be able to supply the ones that you have with the proper equipment, the proper care, all those things. They're Um, not going to line up nicely, politely, and wait their turn for the litter box. They're just not. You know, if they have a urinary tract infection or something going on, they're starting to associate that box with pain. You need to make sure that you get that box moved to a different area so they can feel like it's not it's not a result of using that box. So there's just so many factors with litter and caring for your cat that way. If you can't take care of them that way, you just need to not, not have them. And I hate to say it, but 
it's really important. If your I like cat to have different have- boxes too, because sometimes you'll find that a cat doesn't like one with a lid or only likes one with a lid or doesn't like one that has a plug-in feature that makes a low whirring noise or, you know, different cats like different things. So I have a couple of boxes that are the kind where you sort of roll and they roll them to clean them and the yeah. clumping litter dumps into a little shovel that you remove. And then I have others that are not like that because not every cat wants to jump into a closed box with a lid. The other thing is as they get older, sometimes their sight isn't as good. And so if the litter is in a dark place, they'll sometimes uh, have accidents right beside it or just outside it. (laughs) So turn on a light, have a motion sensitive night light, have something going on in there so they can see. Another thing as they get older is they can't step in and out as easy. The lid might bug them more than it used to because again, it's dark. So, you know, make it easier. Get one of the flat kind, like just kind of think like your cat. Why is she all of a sudden, you know, not not making her aim as good? Well, maybe she can't quite jump in there as easily as she used to. And if there's a dog harassing, well, then you got to... I have one situation where I use a closet, a hall closet, and the cat litter's on the floor in the closet, but there's a baby gate on the closet. So the dogs can't get in there and nose around and drive the cats crazy because that will put a cat off the litter box for sure, not to mention what it does to your dog's diet. So (laughs) we definitely don't want them eating that. And for some reason, they want to eat that, don't they? I know. It's really, yeah, it's very unpleasant to see and witness. But yeah, we have baby gates up just in case. And yeah, they're just dogs have their moments, don't they? (laughs) Well, another solution is the cat litter box raised where the dog can't reach it, but that requires the cats to be able to get up there. And I know you've told me about some great stuff before, furniture and little modular pieces where you can buy a little bit and add to it where it goes right up the wall because cats are vertical animals. If you put in a shelf about six to 10 inches from the ceiling all the way around a room and a, a ladder to go up to it, your cat now has an entire new space to walk around in. I mean, they really love that kind of thing. So there's a lot you can do up, even if you're in a small place. I think we have to go to another break. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a second with uh, Stacey Mantle from Pets Weekly. Stay tuned, everybody, to Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Licker Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Licker Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licker Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello. You're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio, and this is me, Deborah Wolf, calling in from Camp Good Dog up in Vancouver. And for once, it's a sunny day up here in the rainforest. It's beautiful. And the dogs will go swimming, and they'll play, and we'll snap pictures, and we'll put it on Facebook, Camp Good Dog. So check that out later if you want to see poodles and doodles and all kinds of other dogs playing, puppies and dogs. So, all right. I've noticed a trend about pumpkin. Have you noticed this, Stacy? Oh, there's always a trend with pumpkin. Yeah, <laughs> It's that time of year. <laughs> well, this year, I, I discovered that 
taking an entire pumpkin and giving it to chickens and goats, they will eat the seeds and that is a natural anti-parasite agent for them. I didn't know that before. Yeah. There's some other ones that I use at different times of year that do the same thing, as well as the proper stuff from the vet once a year. But you know, it's good to know, right? Just throw it into the coop area and they pack away and you're doing them some good. But I found, I've noticed little um, pouches of pumpkin that you're supposed to add to uh, cat food for cats to eat and pumpkin for dogs. And I'm just surprised at how many things there are with pumpkin now. Yeah, there really is that. And diatomaceous earth, believe it or not, has been really popular with the warming and that type of thing. Diatinaceous earth. Okay, so I use that on my chickens. I scatter it on them and I rub it into them. And um, it's an amazing alternative to the pesticide powder I used to use. But I want to caution people, you really need to wear a mask when you're around it. It's very, very sharp and you're not supposed to inhale it. So if you're brushing it on your dog and then you go give him a hug and you rub him and it dust flies into the air, this is not a good thing. So I just want to caution you all about breathing it in and your animals breathing it in that just be very careful when you use this stuff. Um, but I do use it. I do love it. I do think it has a, a tremendous purpose, but just be careful yeah. you're not inhaling it. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Yeah, natural has its benefits. I'll tell you, it really does. And it, and it can be very detrimental if it's not used properly or you're not using the right type. So, Well, the um, thing with pumpkin is I've noticed is um, a teaspoon or a tablespoon given to a dog or less given to a cat can really improve their stools. And the thing that puzzles me is it doesn't seem to matter if they have diarrhea or constipation. Either way, it seems to give them some regularity. But I've also found people who overdo it can put their dog into a a terrible state with terrible diarrhea. So if you're thinking, if someone suggested to you to give your dog, you know, canned pumpkin with his food every night, okay, but go slow. Try a teaspoon. You do not want the diarrhea explosion that that comes from intense fiber, which is what pumpkin is. So, you know, go slow, right? Take it easy. Everything in mind. And see how your dog takes it. If after a day or two there doesn't seem to be any improvement or result with a teaspoon, try a tablespoon. But but don't try a can of pumpkin all in one go because you will not like the result. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I see a lot of strange things that people try to do when they're they're trying these new new things. I saw that with coconut oil. That was a big one with coconut oil. And it's like, you know, a little bit of coconut oil might not be bad, but you don't want to start giving your dog a lot of stuff that you don't understand and you don't know how it works. Coconut so, oil is terrific for topical situations. I, yeah. I find it really good for little blemishes, little tiny owies. We're not talking about a bite wound or an infection or a foreign body or anything like that. But, you know, a little hot spot, little rash beginning, little irritation from a collar, that sort of a thing. Dog rubbed his nose against something too much. You know, sure. that coconut oil is the best it on and they don't even mind it. The cat will lick it right off your hand. And I I do find it very effective for my cats. Three of them, three of my rescue cats adore coconut oil. They'll do anything for it. Just a little tiny bit though, right? Like just a little itty bitty bit. People start doing things, you know, if a little is good, a lot must be better. And that's not the case. So always exercise caution, do your homework, know what you're giving your pets. 
Well, Stacey, I wanted to talk to you today about winter sport, but we've totally run out of time. So I'm going to tell people, if you want to read about winter sport, go to Pets Weekly. If you want to hear about any of the, read about any of the products we've talked about today or see the full reviews or read about other products, there's a lot on there, go to PetsWeekly.com. And hopefully, Stacey, I'll have you back sometime this winter before winter is over to talk about winter sports. Give me your top dog one, your top winter sports suggestion before we go. Probably, well, you know, of course, Gajorin would be right up there with the the top of top ones, and that's basically it's like running at a dog sled, letting your dog pull you through through the snow. It's wonderful for the dogs. I mean, if you have the dogs that that need that kind of intense exercise. Uh-oh. Best thing in the world for him. Uh, Steering. How do you steer? Don't do this with your homemade sled because the no, dog will you take you right it, into yeah, the bushes or the ponds. You have a little <laughs> bit more control on skis and you really need to train your pets and work them into it. There's a whole, it's so complex. You really need to kind of get into the site and take a look at how you can start skijoring with your pets. Well, and, and you don't want to like, ruin your heel command. So have a different command, like pull. Exactly. Because you don't want to get back into the city. The spring comes and your dog's pulling you along like there's a sled attached. I totally would love to do that. Once upon a time, I used to take my parents' standard poodle out on the street with roller skates and a skipping rope. And he would pull me all around the neighborhood. And I loved it. I loved it. I was, yeah, it was great. Our curly hair waving in the wind. It was something on a summer day. But steering could be a problem if you saw a squirrel. So be careful out there. (laughs) Trees are also an issue. You know, the dogs run through one. And especially if you're running through two dogs, it can be a problem. (laughs) So so you got to do the lessons, know what you're doing before you go put a harness on your dog and hope. Well, thanks for joining me today, Stacey. It's been great catching up with you. That's Stacey Mantle from PetsWeekly.com, your online pet magazine. Before you waste a lot of money on a product, check it out. She'll give you honest reviews. She'll tell you what's great. You can go there and find the stuff. You can compare prices and products and quality and get the best stuff. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. I'll be back soon with more shows. And uh, in the meantime, be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.